Welcome to the High Performance CEO Podcast. This show is made with one purpose, to help you create a self-driven and engaged high-performance organization, where we deliver you proven strategies and expert interviews on how to drive significant profit growth, create a stress-free ownership culture, and give you the time freedom you always wanted from your business. And now, here's your host, highly sought-after business growth strategist and executive coach, Patrick Rogers. This is Patrick Rogers, and today we have the privilege to have Howard Pearl on the show. And Howard is the CEO of CARS, and that stands for Charitable Adult Rides and Services down in San Diego. Welcome to the show, Howard. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, a little bit about Howard. He has an illustrious career being in the CEO chair or founder slash business owner for over 30 years in nine different projects. So just a wealth of knowledge and experience. In fact, it's kind of funny when I read this to him before, he was kind of laughing when I said illustrious, but but it really is. I mean, just it, very, very impressive career. And in fact, Howard uh, just last year was a San Diego Business Journal 2022 CEO of the Year Award finalist. So uh, again, Howard, great to have you on the show. Before we dig into your journey and, 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 and you share with us about cars, what's one interesting fact uh, that not many people know about you, Howard? I am one enthusiastic uh, creature. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. I, I, I secretly love just pumping positive energy into every situation. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so what uh, what's the last uh, situation where you had to pump some real positive energy into? Well, uh, you know, we uh, our business works with about uh, eight thousand nonprofits across the country, and mm. last couple of years they've had some real challenges raising. Uh, some of the funds that they've had to fundraising has become a big a big challenge and uh we have uh, we have these symposiums where we bring uh executives and senior people in the fundraising mm -hmm. community and from uh, public media partners as in public npr and pbs uh, station managers and, and or executives of uh, some of the larger well-known national nonprofits. And uh, we have an opportunity yeah. really to show them the opportunities that are out there and then how to yeah. go out and effectively achieve those things. So mm. spreading that kind of energy uh, is, uh, you know, is really, I think, one of the major jobs of any CEO or any leader in Absolutely. any business, really. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. in, in, the, in, in the face of the forest fire, you got to be the guy with the, uh, you got to be the guy with the fire extinguisher. Yeah. Yeah. The fire extinguisher and, and inspiration at the same time. Yeah. 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 Well, it's same thing. Yeah, that's uh, very true. Yeah. So, so tell us about cars. Tell us, tell us about what you guys are doing. And, and this is of course a nonprofit. Yeah, we, we, um, we are probably uh, the country's largest car donation and real estate donation program that you have never heard of. We are mm -hmm. not the guys with the jingle. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure just about anybody listening to your podcast has at one time or another heard the cars for kids jingle. That's not us. Right, we right, are, right. we are, we are a total B two B, so we're sort of under uh, under the radar. So when you donate your car to St. Uh, Jude Children uh, Research Hospital or Shriners, yeah, yeah. Or, or American Kidney or Red Cross, yeah, everything that happens under the surface, that's us. We're kind of like Disney. Really, we're the guys that operate the rides. You never see us, but we keep it all moving on. So, <clears throat> I mean, we do that for thousands of nonprofits. 
in our last fiscal year, we processed about 154,000 vehicles. Wow. And um, we've come up with a, a great process for accepting real estate donations on behalf of nonprofits where they have none of the traditional liability, uh, which has really uh, made it easier for, for risk-averse Mm-hmm. lay boards of nonprofits to go into this real estate donation business and uh and they're seeing you know they're seeing some good numbers from it but uh, at the end of the day we we also uh what we we use our margin for mm-hmm. is to fund you know our nonprofit which is uh the proliferation of a thing called on the go which is a national transportation system that provides uh, transportation to those people who are barriered by uh, economic uh, or 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 uh, psychological issues, whatever reason they're not driving and need to go somewhere, whether they're a senior that isn't driving anymore, or they're physically incapable of driving, or uh, you know we're talking about uh, uh, work-related programs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lots of folks on the spectrum have jobs. Uh, you know, they work in the evening. Uh, maybe their parents are aging out. Uh, they're working mm-hmm. in the labs, many of them. So we're able to provide a facility to get them to and from work. Think things mm-hmm. along that line. So we work with a lot of states, uh, municipalities, counties, and so on. And the rest of our money uh, goes to JFS here in San Diego, mm-hmm. uh, Jewish Family Service. And they uh, feed the hungry, house the homeless. Mm, wow, that's awesome. For those that can't, we run uh, uh, seven or eight now uh, parking lots for people that are homeless living in their cars. And it's amazing, you know, for uh, many people in this country right now, it's like four paychecks away from uh, not having a home to stay in. So we're we're out there doing uh, doing that. So we're 100% nonprofit. Uh, all of our money either, um, you know, pays the pays uh, the way for yeah. the business to operate about nine to eleven right. percent and the, the balance uh-huh. of it goes uh into the community 100 percent oh that's fantastic man mm-hmm. what, what a great cause so so with the other companies then um you know like the shriners they're getting the car donations are you then are you then really taking care of the 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 back end of of that donation like 100 percent okay you you make you make the call all right yeah. um Patrick Rogers is a benevolent sort of guy. And uh, uh, when he's not drinking white lightning out of his mason jar, that's he, right. has his, he has this great idea. And he says, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've, got, we've got an extra car for whatever the reason, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one of your parents is, uh, you know, passed on or the kids right. have moved away in the right. minivan that's gone through the three kids uh, going off to college and now it's sitting there for whatever the reason, right? you're getting on in years and don't want to drive anymore. You've got a nonprofit you want to support. Right. Uh, you can find, uh, you know, you can find a list of them on our website, or if you go to the Kelly blue book site, there's a donate mm-hmm. button that comes right to us. You'll see all these thousands of nonprofits, whether they're, you know, whether you're an animal supporter or whether you're an advocate, it doesn't matter what we, every subject under the sun is covered there by mm-hmm. a nonprofit. So when you either phone them or go online and put your information in, uh, everything from that point on is us. It's mm-hmm. really us you're talking to, not the nonprofit. So we represent, we had over 600,000 calls last year, or sorry, not calls, conversations with donors wow. um, to, to uh, generate uh, these donations. We arrange for the pickup, the tow truck, yeah. transition of your title. Okay, gotcha. And we take the cars to auction. 
Got it. Vehicles go to auction. The money uh, comes to us once it uh, once it hits our yard here. Uh, yeah. Our our uh, program uh, effectively sees to it that the capital is turned around and sent uh, to your account within five working days. So how do you just how do you determine what percent is, is there just a certain percentage that goes to your nonprofit versus what's going back to uh, oh, the yeah, no, we, we, no, we uh, the majority of our nonprofits uh, are are uh, are at eighty percent eighty cents on the dollar no other cost eighty cents on the dollar goes directly to to the nonprofit what's taken out is um, you know the minor admin fees and I mean like they're minor we're talking. Uh, yeah. three bucks to to cover yeah. the cost of the mailing of the receipt, that sort of stuff. Right, right. Uh, and, the, and 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 the tow cost. Wow. Uh, so they get eighty cents on the dollar. Uh, we keep twenty. Ten uh, percent, as I said, ten percent plus or minus a percent pays yeah. for our, our own operations. Sure. And there's ten percent left over, and that goes right into the San Diego community. What a cool operation, man! It's it's yeah, it, you, you're. You are. You're right. You're, you're that company that exists that you would never know existed, <laughs> really, and is it is in serving such a, an important function. Well, for it's not us, right? It's it's not. We're not the important ones here. Our our yeah. job, you know, is our job is serving the community that serves the community, and yeah. and so people don't know need to. They don't need to know about us. They need to know about. Uh, That's right. You know, they've got a giving heart. You know what our biggest job is really? Our single mm. most important job. Mm is expressing gratitude. Mm. That's our job. People call mm. up and they think again, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're calling, uh, um, you know, autism speaks uh -huh. and uh, they've got a family member or who knows right. why that's what they've right, decided. Right. That's their benevolence. Yeah. And our job is to say, Hey, we, we so much appreciate this on behalf of this foundation or whatever it is yeah. and process the car, get the most amount of money we can for it, send them their tax receipt and move on down the road. That's our job. Yeah. No, that's awesome. It's, it's challenging some days, you know. The, our reputation basically rests on the uh, <clears throat> on the shoulders of a you know a tow truck driver who, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who totally. desperately to see shows up with clean hands and right, clean clothes right. and so on. And, and mostly they do. They do a great job for yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how did you get into this? I mean, you you've got 30 years, you went to Harvard Business School. You 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 <laughs> You've been in many profits uh, along the way. I mean, you, Rhino Outdoor is something we had talked about and, and a number of other just, you know, really cool projects. How did you get into this? My first nonprofit had no intention of staying. I mean, this is one of those, uh, you know, whether, you know, fate is the hunter, as they say. Uh -huh. I, I was uh, I, I, I was involved with a, a company called Tagram, which is a software development group. Mm. Uh, great, uh, great group. I, I um their owner was a former business partner of mine in Rhino in the uh, the creation of that new off road uh, off road vehicle yeah. arena and and um, he'd always been in the software business and I had uh, finished up a project uh, up in Canada and uh, was back in California and he said hey I want to I want to grow this in this particular area why don't you come in and be my chief operating officer for a while see what we can do with this thing and uh -huh. we all work well together so I, I went. And uh, it, it was terrific. And then one day I was tapped on the shoulder uh, by somebody that said, hey, look, we have this, this thing. Not sure I know how to define it, but it's cars and donations and nonprofits. And I thought, well, not really for me. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, would you do me a favor? Um, they, they were an agency, one that I'd worked with in the past. And they said, uh -huh. well, 
could you kind of help us out? Go for the interview. It'll buy us yeah. a week or two to find an you know to find another candidate or somebody that's yeah. interested. Yeah, yeah. And I felt obliged because they have uh, they have put a number of projects in front of me from time to time uh, that you know that I enjoyed. So I went. I went for the interview, and uh, it, it was uh, it was unique. Mm. I, I met uh, I met the CEO of the parent of this uh, this organization, and right. we just hit it off. Uh-huh. So halfway through the interview, or at some point in the interview, I looked at him and I said, "Look, I, we don't have time for all this nonsense. Here's what talk about arrogance." I said, right. "Here's what I'm going to do for you." <laughs> huh. <laughs> and he said, oh this is what you're going to do for me well you tell me what what are you going to do for me <laughs> i said look i'm i'm going to go in i recognize the problem that you have you've uh-huh. articulated it well I, yeah. i'm going to oversee the exit of the of my predecessor mm. uh, and and uh and, and then i i've got a uh, for those of you who are old enough to remember what a rolodex is that's what a <laughs> you know, what, what, what what your you know your your yeah your, your list of people that you find right, on your right. phone is now anyway i said i've got a good guy i think can run this and at the time he was the uh, the ceo of the uh, topeka kansas chamber of commerce and he really would have been a great fit yeah um, so i came in for this very 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 temporary assignment and mm. um you know within a few days uh i'm looking around and i'm saying you know this is really cool i didn't know things like this existed Mm. and and uh and then uh over the next couple of weeks my my wife uh, said to me i don't know if you've noticed but i i don't know that i've seen you this happy in like years wow and and i said well you know this is a really this is a really cool business and the staff you know are amazing I, they really are extraordinary and i i think all i have to do is you know set out some guidelines and get out of the way and they're gonna they're gonna do this. I think yeah. the previous guys just wanted to control it too much, which is a common error for you know for inexperienced CEOs. They just want to have every decision run through their little venturi there. Right, and, right. And of course, you lose uh, efficacy. So uh, I, I said, well, they haven't asked me to stay. Uh, Aaron, Aaron's my wife's name, and and she said, you know, sometimes for a smart guy, you're not too bright. <laughs> She said, I have a, <laughs> I have a feeling. She said, I'm just, I just call it a notion. Yeah. If, if you indicate to these folks that you'd be willing to yourself stay on, yeah. they'd probably give you the nod. And I said, well, they, yeah. they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't be paying the kind of money we're used to making. And she looked at me and said, look, do we need another startup? Do we need you on the phone? Yeah. Yeah. An investor. So do much stress. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything uh, we don't, you know, that we don't, you know, that we don't need? Sure. We, yeah. And I agreed, and and uh, it's almost eight years, like seven and a half, I guess seven. And seven. it's amazing, you know. They say behind every uh, great man is an amazing woman, and, and you know, <laughs> there's definitely our voice of reason for sure. Patrick, I married up. There, <laughs> there you that, go. But there is no question, she's a she's a smart, uh, wonderful, supportive woman who had a great career of her own. She was a photojournalist. Yeah. For yeah. 27 years fantastic uh, yeah very cool a major newspaper and uh, uh you know what we've we're together 36 years and i still like the girl yeah <laughs> well that's that's good <laughs> that's a good uh, thing that's we all have friends who've been married a long time they may love that's them right. but they don't necessarily like them no right? yeah exactly yeah or vice versa <laughs> <laughs> well even worse that's yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. So, uh, so, 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 thirty years. I mean, you you don't have such a career, and you know, uh, come on with with such a great establishment as this. I mean, this is a this is a large nonprofit uh, doing yeah. significant things in America without without being really good at what you do. You know, what do you think are some of the some of the things that have just just your you know your secret sauce? What, what's what makes what makes Howard Pearl so good at his job? And I know you're gonna. You're going to pull the uh, the humble card and say, "Well, you know," uh, but but you know what, what's what's what, what makes you well. Okay, you are, so I think uh, now don't beat me with a stick, but uh, to be candid, I I think um, I think humility is is an important, uh, but sincere humility is an an important part of respect. And for me, the biggest single issue other than obviously look you you've got to have an acumen for business but the the most important the most important issue is managing your team managing your people inspiring your people and for that you've got to understand the need to respect everyone on your team and everyone you do business with at the same level everybody gets the same amount of attention everybody gets the same level of respect everybody is treated with dignity it doesn't matter what their job is look my biggest line around here for years was what's the worth of a 10 cent part right we've all heard that story mm. you know hundred thousand dollar mercedes and you take one of the if it's the right one you take a 10 cent part out of that thing and what do you have is a you know a nine hundred ninety nine thousand ninety, you know dollar yeah. uh, boat anchor Sure, so, sure. So Worthless. everybody gets to carry the football, or you know the uh, the metaphor gets to carry right. the carry the football at some uh -huh. point. Whether it's answering the phone on the right day for the right person that becomes your biggest client, because your receptionist recognized the voice and said, "Oh, hello, Mister Smith," and they were so overwhelmed and warmed by by that. But in order to have that happen, you've got to make sure that your receptionist understands that she's as much and as important to the part of the process mm. as anybody else in the building. Mm. You know, a large call center, again, our job is expressing appreciation and expressing gratitude. That's our that's our biggest job. So for me, the you know it, most businesses they regard their call center as you know necessary evils. For me, they're the tip of the spear. They're the mm. most important group in this building. They certainly their jobs certainly yeah. are the job I do. You know, they're talking to the people that give us our gift. So I think respect has to be has to be the major underpinning. From there, you can you can move on. People will work with you, and they'll work around you, and they'll they'll absorb your vision. Yeah. I think the next thing is you've got to be able to articulate that vision, whatever your vision is, which is what you're hired to do as a CEO is establish vision. So you got to be able to articulate it at many different levels. You got to be able to inspire people at every level of the organization, including your board and members of the public. So it's not a matter of an elevator speech. It's a matter of five elevator speeches uh, in order to convey. Yeah. Well, and so, so kind of going back to that, I mean, you'd said that, that, and you're a large organization. How many, how many employees do you guys have? Well, actually, we're hopefully uh, we're reducing some of that, but at, uh -huh. at our heights, we run around uh, at our busy period about 125 odd. Yeah, although it's not large, but it's it's yeah, uh, yeah. So so 125 people. Uh, obviously, it's not something where 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 you are the only one that goes out there and and, and helps people understand how important they are. Uh, although I'm sure you do. How do you really get that that culture? How do you get that to your managers and have everybody else to to promulgate that same 
attention and dignity and respect? Well, if I were if I were feeling in a humorous mood, I'd say something like, uh, <laughs> you know, I'd reach down here and I'd bring out this forty pound hammer. Uh, well, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that might have been true twenty five years ago, right? Yeah, <laughs> in America. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I also have this bottle of bourbon under you, but uh, no, uh, you know, works too. Uh, <laughs> candor, candor and honesty. You've yeah. got to explain, you've got to, you, you've got to surround yourself with people. Mm. You can't inspire people that don't want to be inspired. Mm. So you've got to surround yourself with people that are capable of expressioning expressing the same degree of passion you have about what it is you're doing. Like mm. for me, at my age, what can be more rewarding than taking all of this experience and all of this knowledge yeah. and all of yeah. this flexibility yeah. Yeah. Um, to get out there on a dance floor and say, hey, the the community has been really good to me. I've, I've right. earned a really great living quality of life yeah. from this skill set. Now, what if I take this Mm. and impart a lot of this knowledge to these guys coming up that all are also aspiring to be a chief executive or a chief operating officer or a chief financial officer and say, well, here are the things that work, here are the things that don't. So you teach, you encourage them to understand right. the value, and then you go out and you touch it. They got to get in the field. You can't live in the office. You you got to get out there and you got to visit the parking lots and see you know, see people living in their cars with their kids and their dogs. You you got to go over there where they're packing the food and see the lineups that come by picking up volunteers, picking up packages to go deliver them. You, for us and any business, they, they no matter what level they're at, at some point, they have to experience what your customer or your user uses. Mm. And they have to be, they have to be motivated to want to do better and to do more. Yeah. It can't be a job. It's got to be a passion. I don't care what it is, whether it's, hey, we make grommets, but man, our grommets, come rain or come shine, they they seal that up. You know, there'll yeah. be no exploding, yeah. there'll be no exploding moon missions. On yeah. Watch. Well, and I think you're hitting on something that that is so critical, and and many business owners, many CEOs forget that portion of it that, that they are human and that we are we we need to belong to something we need to have a sense of belong over and above you know whatever it is i'm assembling these grommets but oh my gosh these grommets are so important exactly what you're saying so connecting that to what are we doing to make the world a better place or how, how is this whether you do a good grommet or a bad grommet how's it going to impact the rest of the world see i and we can we can take that right back to the beginning Pat. Mm. humility if, if you don't, mm. if you don't have sincere humility, now I guess it's really not very humble to say I have sincere humility, but I, I, I guess what I'm really trying to say is there is a genuine value mm. um, to to humility, even if you fake it. Uh, and I'm not suggesting you do, but but that's how you become something, right? You say I aspire to be that, yeah. and and then you behave that way, and and it assimilates. But it is critical to be in touch with what you do. And I don't care what it is. You have to own it. And and the way I hopefully inspire these guys, I've had no turnover in all these years because wow. they get they they get 
respect. They they get an honest day's pay for what they're doing, and they get they get to share in the victories and the rewards because we clearly recognize around here what their contributions are. You've got to share that. You can't. It, the victories don't belong to the chief executives. The victories mm. belong to your people. The victories belong to your team. Yeah. And your you know your victory in the end is you're either the owner or you're getting the big bonus or whatever. But you know what do they say right? Who motivates the motivators? Well, it's the motivated. Yeah. What inspires me is looking at yeah. these people growing, having their family, growing their careers, inspiring sure. others. Yeah, you watch that, that trickle down and you go, whoa, that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. So how do you do that? And, you, and it, so I know there's other other companies for like for profits and, and I actually work in, and help other companies set up and we call it gain sensitive plans. So basically, <laughs> right. you know, out of certain profit when the company, you know, does a certain amount of profit portion, you know, we take 25, 30% of it and divvy it up amongst the team, you know, in accordance with whatever. Um, but that's a for-profit. How, how do you guys do that in, in your company? Well, for-profits aren't any different or non-profits aren't any different than for-profits. We run a business here. It's all business. Mm. Just that our, 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 yeah, it's still business. Our, our business is creating opportunity, creating capital opportunities for non-profits. Our, instead of having a profit, we have surplus. And that surplus goes into the community. But mm. so our product is serving an underserved community. Yeah. That's our product. Mm. The process is the car donations. The process is real estate donation. The yeah. process is delivering transportation to people who are buried to transportation. But our our people are, my accounting staff isn't any in any any different than the accounting staff of, of any other company of our size. Our salespeople or our business development people yeah, aren't yeah. any different than it's others. They're knocking yeah. on the doors yeah. and smart people sure. busy with it. So it's the same way. Now we have, you know, we don't have commissions because we don't have sales, but what we do have is a pool. Mm. Right? Uh, this started when I arrived because, you know, I want to make sure the bus boy gets a piece of the tip. Yeah. Again, it's about respect. Everybody in the equation, right? So it's well, like, I, most places don't have this. So, so keep going. Let me interrupt you, Howard. I love it. Well, no, 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 go ahead. Uh, we do because I think that, look, how does it work? You got business development guys go out there and they knock on a door and everybody says, oh, they're the hardest working guys and all the rest of so they get all the money to get the commissions from now until forever. Except yeah. it doesn't work. What they do doesn't work if you don't have a marketing department creating a push and a pull. If you don't have Absolutely. a marketing department or a communications group that yeah. are providing the tools that your your partners, in our case, require in order to inspire their constituents to donate, right? Because if they don't make a dollar, we don't make a dollar. Right. Uh, worse. If they don't make a dollar, we don't make 20 cents. But mm. but but so when you when you look through the process, everybody in the chain down to dealing with your consumer, whatever that is, whether it's for-profit, non-profit, whether it's a service, a part, uh, it doesn't matter what it is. Everybody that touches it needs to be, it sounds a little socialist, but it's not really. It's sort of the ultimate yeah. kind of capitalism. Sure. Everybody is inspired to share yeah. in the, in, in, in uh, you know, whatever Genghis picked up out there. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, and I think that's, I, I truly love what you're doing. And I think it's so important because um, it, it kind of helps people think 
feel and act like an owner. They're, they're making decisions because if their decisions are not for the best of the company and continuous improvement, well, when the day is done, they're, they're not going to be able to partake in as much of, there's not going to be as much in the jar tip. Why are the, why, why are, why are the flight attendants on Southwest airlines, the funniest in the business? Well, two reasons. One, they're given license to be themselves. Yes, they are. Defensive, yes. Here are the guidelines yeah. Yeah. and so yeah. on, right? And sure. Autonomy, make your own decision, make it fun, whatever you want to do. Okay. But at the yeah. end of the day, every one of them is a shareholder, right? Yeah. Every, every, everybody yeah. who works at Southwest is an owner. Yeah. To, to one level or, or another. So they're inspired to do, to do better. Love it. Look at their growth. Look at their growth over the last couple of years, right? And people say, well, you know, it's look, uh, there are other airlines I could talk about that, you know, are supposed to be discount airlines and they're, you know, they're not nearly as warm, friendly, or as fun, you know, to, uh, to fly them on an airplane every week. And uh, yeah. I, I yeah. on the airline an awful lot. When I first got on my first Southwest flight many, many years ago, I said, what, what is this? Find your own seat. What are you nuts? Turns out to be, you know, a great advantage. They right. knew something, right? They knew something. They knew that somewhere in the human spirit, yeah, you wanted to do your own thing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Perfect, so. yeah. It's about people. At the end of the day, it's always about the people. Well, and, and so in our pre-call, you were kind of talking a little bit about um the people and and kind of how you find um how you find the good people. You, 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 you have a specific methodology that you could kind of talked about a little bit. Now I have to think about what the heck I said, but. Uh, well, I think you had said, you know, what, I mean, not, maybe not a specific methodology, but, but, and, and this is where some people, I, I thought it was a great thing that you said, you said you have to be slow to hire and, and really oh. make them work for it. Oh no. Well, yeah, sorry. That's not the, well, yes. Uh, I'm a guy who hires on culture, mm. not necessarily on skill set. Yeah, as, I, as is the most successful CEOs I've met. Absolutely. I, I mean, I'll take guys who know nothing and women, uh, and we've got some very smart. We are very low. We have some very smart women yeah. uh, in organization and men. Uh -huh. yeah. my, my, my point being, uh, if anybody's inspired enough to become better at something and to learn something, they are always far, far, far more successful than somebody's got all the skill sets. And you know what? There's a great book out there called Range. Uh -huh. uh, I have to look up who uh, who wrote. It. I don't remember the, but there's a great book out there called Range um, that really helps you to understand this. That you know, people that do a lot of different things usually end up being the best. So there's two schools, right? Mm. You have this sort of narrow vision and you work at this, 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 only this till you become the best, right? I become mm. the best violinist by spending 9,000 hours a week doing nothing. Right. But violin. And right. then there's the guys that go out there and play the guitar, play the violin, play the this. And at one day they say- Like a know, generalist. Yeah, yeah my, my, my real skill is on this violin. And by the way, something I learned while I was playing guitar I can bring yeah. in that the guy who's never played guitar doesn't understand. Uh, so my music sounds just a little, there's something in there that's different. Uh, and that's because I bring, I bring all these other things into it to make it better. And I think that's the same way for a leader. Don't be afraid yeah. to try a few things Yeah, and, and don't be afraid to, to, to do a little variety. But again, I, I, I go back to culture, 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 and yeah. don't be so, 
even if you're in a even if you're in a bind, you know, it's like it's like picking it's like picking a spouse. Yeah. You spend yeah. a lot of time together uh -huh. on you know multiple situations, some yeah. good, some bad. You you need to know a lot about them. And if they don't <clears throat> have the patience to go through this lengthy process, then maybe they're not for you. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, I mean, it's, there's obviously something to be said for it. You've had no turnover. Uh, and I think you said most of your staff has been with you four, five, six plus years. Just uh, all the senior, every senior person is still here from the day I walked in the door. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, is there, what, tell me, tell me a little bit more about that process. Is it something where they, they do you guys are doing like psychometric testing or is it just like a, uh, interviews with a number of different people? All of the above. Um, we, we, uh, we use, a, a process, uh, the, the strength tester. Uh, oh yeah. Which, which, which uh, well. Gallup strengths finder. Yep. There you go. Very <laughs> yeah. cool. And, and then so we assess their strengths and where they fit in with everybody else. So when we're looking for a position, we, uh -huh. we already know what traits we're looking for in the person. So when we find a person that sort of, you know, plugs in to, to that requirement, those are the ones we spend more time with. Yeah, uh, I and love that, it. Uh, that really helps. And they do get and they do get interviewed right down to the lowest common denominator in the department gets, wow. to, gets to talk to them. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because sometimes you think you got the, you know, you get the right person yeah. and it's like their fourth interview and they're sort of getting fatigued. Uh-huh. And so they, and the last person, maybe they're, they're, they're going to talk to, or the second last person they're going to talk to is maybe the junior person in the department who's only hired a year ago or eight months ago. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, he or she walks out saying, Oh my God, you know, the, the guy was really impatient with me and it was interesting, but what does it tell you about him? Right. Yeah, He's yeah. going to be a little condescending. It can be rough on the, uh, on the people beneath him. Mm. You don't need that. No, He's no, it's funny. You mentioned that I'm actually a, a Gallup certified strengths coach. And I, I, oh. uh, so, so I love, uh, yeah, Gallup, it's awesome. I, I, and I've truly believed too, uh, that, that strengths-based companies, are eating the lunch of non-strength-based companies. Absolutely agree with you 100%. I would say that that is, and and uh, and the person we use also uh -huh. is a marvelous, a marvelous, I, I say, uh, uh, entry to mid-level coach. Uh -huh. uh, and we do a lot of coaching around here. And one of the reasons I think a lot of our people have stayed, um, we're very free with our money to educate them. We're very free with our money to send them to programs that level them up, level them up, level them up. Uh, one of my fantastic. one of my great victories, uh, a very short story, but one of my my great victories, in my opinion, we we hired a guy from a competitor who I really liked, um, but he called me up and he said, "You've always wanted to hire me." Well, I'm available. Yeah. I said, "Why?" He yeah. said, "Well, uh, I'm available." I said, "Okay, yeah. so you got sacked. Tell me the story." Because I know who you worked for, and I'm going to call him. Yeah. So he he told me the story. I said, "Well, what'd you learn from that?" So, so, so he told me, and uh, and I said, "Okay, well, it's Thursday. You want to start Monday?" Yeah. And he said, uh, "Okay, this is great. This is probably going to save my marriage." I said, "Well, your marriage isn't going to be saved by this, but yeah, anyway." Yeah. So uh, he he's a guy who's really good at what he does, but. Um, 
you know, like like some people just don't do well in school, right? They just don't right, do well in that right. structured learning environment, but uh -huh. they've got great personalities and they know how to do their job as well. And and that's 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 this guy. So he called right. me up, called me up not that long ago and said, look, I want to do more, I want to do better, I, I want to move into a senior director's position from this director's position. And to do that, here are the things I'm prepared to do. In fact, I enrolled myself in mm -hmm. what you usually enroll these guys in before you send them up to senior status. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, it's an HBS executive course and it ain't easy. It's tough. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the MBA. It yeah, is not yeah. an easy course. I said, Jimmy, who's paying for that? He right. said, well, I am boss. I'm paying. I'm not asking you to pay. I'm willing to earn my way. Yeah. And, and I said, well, first off, if you succeed or when you succeed, right, I'll, pay. Right. I'll pay. But this really isn't your thing you know he said oh i know i've been slogging it out for all it's taken me twice as many hours as they say it should but i'm getting there and so I'm, I'm looking at the work and i'm saying jimmy who's doing this this isn't you and he said boss i'm getting c's trust me it's me and i said <laughs> no, you know what yeah it's you and and uh, and, and you, i think you gotta when you find that kind of initiative in somebody you can't skip a beat you got to get in there while they got that open door and you can you can see you know from a seed the casing breaking and yeah. this this new this that's new, awesome it's so it's so and so that's that's what inspires me it should inspire any good leader right yeah totally. they're they're yeah. like raising your children i mean yeah. I, that's a condescending perspective i don't mean it that way but yeah, so when we're hiring. We do take a lot of extra time, and and we do use yeah. the, the strength. Gotcha. Excellent method. Awesome. I to anybody. Yeah, awesome. I, that's a, a fantastic nugget right there. Um, so so hey, Howard, if you were going to hire a CEO to take the reins of your company, what's the what's the one book you'd require? I know we already talked about one book, but what's the one book you'd require he or she read before taking over for you? Well, are you writing a book? Um, well, not yet, but <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> that one. There you go. Oh man, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I as I mentioned uh, to you when we were sort of talking uh, pre-interview, yeah, uh, I really like uh, Impact Player. <clears throat> mm. I, I think it um, it gives you a very very good perspective on the different categories of contributors <clears throat> and the fact that not everybody's uh, everybody's not going to contribute at the same level, but mm each one has still has a great deal of value in how to assess uh, some of that. And if you want to be an impact player versus not, and yeah. by the way, not everybody in your organization has to be an impact player, but you've got to be able to recognize those who are and those who aren't. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and understand, and, and they all serve a different role, just perhaps a little bit, a little bit of a different uh, yeah. place. Yeah. I think there are a couple of good books out there. If I can, if I can get them, I mentioned one range is a, a great one. This guy, this, this uh, recently <laughs> just published this last week rain, uh, sorry, uh, leadership breakdown by a guy named Eric Kaufman. I know it's available mm. on Amazon, not trying to do a commercial, but, but his work <laughs> is, his work is really tremendous. And, and the stuff that's in his book is a value. So it gets a little esoteric here and there, but you know, every now and again, it's not a bad thing to kind of touch things that are out of your sphere. Right. Yeah. It does remind you that there's a, a bigger world going on out there. And the other is, I think I mentioned to you when we were talking is trust and inspire. Um, mm. It's just a good check on, 
you know who you are and what you want to be and who you want to be and awesome you can awesome. only be you can only be as yeah. trusting as you are trustworthy it's just yeah that yeah yeah well and, and i you know i always ask the question we we as ceos we're pretty pretty voracious readers and 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 we learn so much for, from these books and and sometimes up and coming leaders you know you, you, I, i'm always searching for book recommendations so uh yeah so th thanks for that um Hey, great, Howard. Awesome having you on the show. I'd like to take just a few minutes and, and kind of summarize some of my key takeaways. Um, one of the biggest things that I got from you, and you came right out of the gate with this, was humility. And, and it almost seems like humility <coughs> stems into just everything that you do. And a couple of the key pieces is, is really respecting everyone giving everybody on the team that dignity and attention and, and letting them know that every, everybody is important. Everybody has a key role in the company and everybody is, is necessary uh, to, to make the final product be what it is, whatever that is. And, and, and really giving them purpose and aligning their purpose with their job, with the core purpose of the company and how important it is. And, and I, I love that. The other one I thought was was great was every everyone gets a piece of the tip jar. And I might have to steal that and start using it because that's, that is literally phenomenal. And, and, and uh, like I was saying, one of the, one of the core concepts and one of the ways that, that I work with companies is helping them bring in a program that does exactly what you're talking about. It helps align all the way down and, and create the program that has it. And I, I, I think that's the best, uh, best saying. Everyone gets a piece of the tip jar. Um, I mean, you've done a phenomenal job. No turnover in, in the last however many years. Uh, I think it's phenomenal too. Another key takeaway is that you spend a lot, you invest, excuse me, you invest a lot of money in your people through improvement, resources, coaching, and of course, strengths-based coaching. I'm a little bit biased towards a Gallup strengths-based as well. Should be. That's right. Um, and, uh, you know, those are the big ones. And of course, you know, really articulating your vision and inspiring others through that, but but getting that message to everybody. Yeah. Right. Um, I would say you're a quick learner. <laughs> we're going to take notes, one or the other. <laughs> so, Howard, if there was one takeaway that you'd really want the audience to absorb, what would that be? Well, two things. Uh, there's no such thing as one, unfortunately, with me. One is uh, <laughs> Fair to, to, to appreciate um, people like you who have, one, first of all, served your country. Thank you very much. Oh, and, absolutely. And, You're welcome. And, and two, um, who inspire people like me because you're inspiring people like me 30 years ago. Yeah. And, and yeah. so the people you're talking to today, uh, hopefully somebody like you will be talking to 20 years down the road. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I, uh, I, I think it's important uh, in every corner of what we do yeah. to leave a little ray of sunshine, to leave a little inspiration uh, to to allow people to understand that they can achieve the things they aspire to, it doesn't necessarily take a lot of belief and faith. So you got to believe. You got to believe. You know what you got to have. Yeah. Uh, I would have said this a different way if we were, uh, you know, on base. So I'll say it. I'll just clean it up. You got to uh -huh. have. A, you got to have a little courage. Yeah. yeah. It takes a little courage to be in business. You got to face the waves. Uh, and you got to take the sunny days and you got to treat them all the same. Kipling was 100% correct. One turn of pitch and toss, win or lose. You still get mm. up this morning and move on. So mm. it's, it's about it's about courage 
about faith, about belief in your people, and uh, and and passion. Just yeah, excited about what you're doing. Man, I love it. I, I'd I'd love to come down and work for you, Howard. You just I can tell you're <laughs> one of those leaders that's just very empathetic, humble, and just really invested in his people, man. So, uh, I, I, thanks again for being on the show, Howard. There's so many great things here. Um, if if our listeners wanted to reach out and, and get a hold of you, perhaps uh, they want to donate or 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 have any questions for you about uh, you know your your tenure. Uh, how could they do that? Howard P. H O W A R D P at Car Easy, C A R E A S Y dot O R G, Car Easy dot org. And awesome. I would be uh, I, I would be pleased and again, sincerely humbled uh, yeah. to uh, to have a question or a conversation with any of the people that follow you. I think it's uh, I think it's not just a. Uh, I think it's our responsibility and that's why yeah. I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, thanks a lot. Well, I appreciate that, Howard. Um, and, and so again, thank you for being on the show. For our listeners, uh, please, uh, on the right side bar of the website, please enter your name and email and subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Hit like and surprise, uh, subscribe and, and help us spread the word about what we're doing here and, and how we're, we're looking to help the up and coming uh, leaders of tomorrow. With that, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to another episode of the High Performance CEO Podcast with your host, Patrick Rogers. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out our main website at patrickvrogers.com for much more valuable information and free resources.